0: Hello and welcome to Life on Main, a daily podcast of Life on Main in Charlestown, New Hampshire, where we discuss living life on the main purpose as designed by God. I am Pastor Tim Golden, and on these podcasts, we focus on growing in relationship with God, maturing in the faith through His Word, stewarding our relationships with one another, as well as learning to make disciples as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each day highlights one of these facets of spiritual character, growth, and stewardship. So be sure to come back each day to grow a strong and healthy walk with the Lord. Now, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to show us today. Well, welcome to this edition of Missional Monday by Life on Maine in Charlestown, New Hampshire. Uh, today is going to be a bit longer uh, than usual. It's going to be close to an hour long. Um, but what I wanted to do this morning is we consider what it means to be on mission and what it means to be about becoming missional and getting out to where the people are and to finding the needs, um, especially amid something like the COVID-19. It's important for us to remember that we are still called to take the gospel into all the world. Now, I want to show a video uh, with you today. It's actually a throwback to our Heartline episode, which was recorded back probably a couple of months ago now, uh, which we did with a ministry called the King's Table, which is a ministry um, out of Life Fellowship uh, in Charlestown, New Hampshire, uh, much like we are, and uh, but they are what we would call a missional congregation. Uh, it's a very unique congregation as they minister strictly to people with special needs and have created and a church experience uh, specifically catered to them. And so I thought it'd be good for us just to hear their heart for two reasons. Number one, to encourage us to be willing to color a little bit outside the lines when it comes to reaching the lost. And uh, especially during this COVID-19, it's important to do just that. We can't do things like we used to. And even though this video was shot back uh, pre-COVID-19, uh, when this ministry was still able to meet, it will be meeting again once this pandemic lifts. And um, But just kind of encourage you wherever it is that God's calling you into. Uh, but also, uh, for those that may be feeling a call to those with special needs, um, to kind of hear something that somebody else is doing. It uh, might spur some ideas. Uh, maybe it's creating something quite similar to this. Uh, maybe it's just a springboard for something else God's called you to. So don't wanna take any more of your time away from that. Uh, so we are going to direct our attention now to our Heartline episode uh, that aired again back about two months ago um, on our local uh, television station as well as uh, three others. Um, in addition to the internet where we are reaching 31 different states uh, in 15 different countries around the world. Uh, again, because we're willing to color a little bit outside the lines of doing, of trying to do church a little bit differently. So with no further ado, let's turn our attention over to uh, the King's Table with Mike and Carol Gibson on Heartline Ministries. So today I want us to look at Luke chapter 2, um, or Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 2. And I'm actually going to be reading out of the Uh, English Standard Version this morning, and we'll actually have the verses up there on the screen for you. So it says there, he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. And what we see here really in a pattern is this was Jesus talking and he was making it very clear of that there's people ready to enter into the kingdom and what we need to do is we need to go out to where they are. But he showed us how to exactly go about doing that if we want to have a lasting impact. And he started by saying, go and pray for them. Go and bless them. And as you do, be willing to enter into their homes. Go in and build relationship with them. And then as you've done that, then heal the sick, begin to minister to their needs, meet them right where they're at. And once you've done that, then share the gospel with them and share about why it is that you are even doing these things and that you're doing it in the name of Christ. And we too many times get that reversed. And uh, so that's the pattern he gives us. And we have the privilege this morning to be able to not just talk about this and not just to have, present you with this passage of scripture, But just like you may wanna make that lasting impact, we all have that desire. And I actually have sitting next to me a couple of dear friends, uh, Mike and Carol Gibson. They are from the King's Table. And this is a very special ministry. And you guys have actually done this very thing. As I've looked back, as I looked at this pastor's scripture, you went through a lot of these channels. You'd spent a lot of time in prayer before this ministry ever got started you've been all about building relationship with people, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. meeting specific mm-hmm. needs. And in the midst of that, you've shared the gospel and God is bringing forth a lot of fruit through this. And so we yes. thought it would be really good for people uh, to be able to hear because we've got a lot of people that are in this area mm-hmm. that would love to maybe be a part of this ministry because so many probably don't even know that this exists because it's so such a rare ministry. And, but there's also people that we know that are watching all over the country, 31 different states, 15 different countries. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, God might want to speak to some of their hearts about getting something like the King's Table started in their area Mm -hmm. to begin to see souls really affected and hearts truly changed. For the glory of God, and yes. so we want to take some time just to give you some moments to be able to share with us. But before we get too much into the King's Table, I was wondering if you would just tell us a little bit about your own history, where have you been? I, you guys aren't, I don't think, originally from New England, uh, or else if you are, you didn't always minister here. Um, so just share a little bit about where you've been, um, especially as it pertains to ministry. Well, originally we are from
1: we actually we lived in Arizona um, and we met in Arizona, like Carol and I met, there at the same church and that's when God really saved us and filled us with the Spirit and at that time uh, God called us to the ministry and he gave us a missionary heart, uh, a real calling from God, it was real and so from that point on um, god led us to christ for the nations in dallas texas to go to bible school there in the christ for the nations institute and where we received a lot of training there and um, and we served the church there in dallas in the dallas area so many churches that we were in contact with um, we served in different capacities in the church and but we always had a missionary heart to reach out to people and especially those that didn't know the lord and that needed uh, salvation needed God's love in their lives and so from that point on uh, in Dallas we also lived in the inner city where we uh, ministered to many people of diversified backgrounds cultures uh, prostitutes alcoholics drug addicts for five or six years we were living in the inner city Mm -hmm. And uh, we had outreach teams that come to the inner city to minister to children there. As we had our door, it was like a revolving door, <laughs> open to ministry all the time. And so we uh, had that experience there. And then we were led to, where well, God led us to go to the Northeast, to New England here, to uh, uh, to seek what God had for us here. Actually. Um, we got connected with Life Fellowship in 2005. We actually moved here in 2002, and uh, we sought out the Lord. We were seeking for a church to get connected with, and we found Life Fellowship, uh, Four Square Church in Charlestown, and that was 2005. And so then, we felt led uh, with our experience and background to start different ministries in the church at Life Fellowship. We started. Uh, Marriage ministry, we've started the, li- the men's ministry, we've started um, nursing home ministry, um, we also uh, started missions in the church at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. So, God just put it on our hearts uh, in the church to start these ministries.
0: And interestingly enough, I believe all those ministries are actually still going on in some form, yes, even yes. to this day. Yes, That's they pretty are. Pretty cool.
1: Yes, they are. It is very cool, and we are so thankful. And then God kind of changed the focus from in the church to outside the church. Uh, But it actually started with the uh, King's Table. Well, actually, it was not King's Table ministry at that time. It was a Bible club ministry that some women had started from the church. And we were over missions at that time, so they came to us and wanted to start this ministry to adults with disabilities. So we were all in favor of that, so we did. I mean, we... we, uh, got behind that, and uh, after a period of time, um, Carol can share, you, share a little bit more about that.
2: How it how got started. Yeah, how it got I started, heard. yeah. Uh, well, we had, like Mike was saying, there was uh, there were some women in the church who really had a heart to reach out to those with disabilities, mm-hmm. and they came and talked to us. We thought it was a great idea, and they did, and they called it the Bible Club and there were um, a few people that were attending our church and that lived in the community that used to come on a regular basis and they would tell Bible stories and they would do an arts and crafts project and uh, usually have a snack and sometimes they'd take a trip out into the community and everybody really loved it. But over time, what happened is a lot of people moved away and so the Bible Club was discontinued. But we had people in our home that used to attend the Bible Club, and they were heartbroken. And they said, we really want to go to the Bible Club. When is the Bible Club going to start again? And so Mike and I prayed about it. And along with some other people in the church, we got together and uh, decided to to move the ministry from the church itself out into more into the community. And so we wanted to find a central location where we could mm-hmm. meet. Um, So we contacted Pastor Jerry Piper from the United Methodist Church in Mm -hmm. Springfield and asked if we could use space there because it was easily accessible for a lot of people in the Mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And she was so gracious, and she said, this is God's house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever God wants to do in this house, this is his house, and yes, you can do it. So we've been there for Mm -hmm. eight years, uh, meeting in her church, which has really been a blessing. Mm -hmm. It's so great
0: when you see Bible-believing churches being willing to not be territorial, you know, be able to unite together Uh, like that. Yeah, it's been such a blessing, blessing. and she's Mm -hmm.
2: always been available, Mm -hmm. you know, for us to be able to have events there and to be able to use that space. So um, we did start out meeting there at the Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. We needed volunteers. And so we talked to some of our friends, people that we knew um, mm-hmm. and asked them if they'd be willing to work together with us, you know, mm-hmm. to start the the ministry. And mm-hmm. they said, yep, let's go for it. Yeah. And before that, we'd actually walked around Springfield and prayed for six months. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday afternoon, there were a group of us that uh, met. Um, Actually, downtown Springfield, and we covered every street and mm-hmm. every neighborhood in the town of Springfield for six months, every mm-hmm. single Sunday. We just divided up and went in different directions. Mm-hmm. So I just believe that that this ministry is even a fruit of that time spent in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, then we needed a name for the ministry, and we were praying about that again, you know, Lord, what do you want us to call this? Mm-hmm. And uh, we remembered the story of Mephibosheth. Can I read a scripture? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so uh, for those of you who know about King David in the Bible, uh, when before King David became king, he had a friend of Jonathan who was uh, Saul's son. And Jonathan had asked him to promise that uh, King David would always show kindness to King Saul's house and uh, after king david became king he remembered that promise and so he went to seek out any members that were still alive from Mm -hmm. king saul's house and in second samuel chapter 9 verse 3 the bible says the king then asked him is anyone still alive from saul's family if so i want to show god's kindness to them Ziba replied, Yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he, the king asked. In Lodabard, Zeba told him, at the home of Maker, son of Amiel. So David sent for him and brought him from Maker's home. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed down low to the ground in deep respect. David said, Greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, "I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said, I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Hence that was the name that of our ministry. Mm-hmm. the king's table. And that scripture really shows you the heart God has for those who have disabilities because mm-hmm. Mephibosheth was crippled in both feet. And, and in that time, people who had disabilities were really considered as useless. Mm-hmm. And even Mephibosheth thought he was a useless person, mm-hmm. but King David had God's heart. He was a man after God's own heart. And so he reached out to Mephibosheth and invited him to come and sit at his table mm-hmm. every day for the rest of his life. and so. The mm-hmm. Lord showed us a good name for the ministry would be the King's Table, mm-hmm. because everyone is welcome.
0: Mm-hmm. So what kind of people with, when you say people with disabilities, who is your, who is it that you call the minister to specifically? Well,
2: what, what, our, what, how,
0: how would you incorporate, what, what would you define as people with our disabilities? Our
2: ministry is to anybody, first of all, that walks through the door, mm-hmm. <laughs> and second of all, for those who have emotional, intellectual, and physical challenges, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. we specifically minister to adults eighteen and over.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's right. That's right. And you've been doing this for how long now?
2: Since eight years. Yeah, two thousand and twelve. Since
0: twelve. Eight years. Mm-hmm. 2008 years. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. just incredible. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> when this all happened, was this even on your radar? before this all kind of came to Was there another direction you kind of maybe thought God was beginning to lead? And then all of a sudden, he intervened and said, Noah, here's where we're gonna direct you.
1: Well, we already had our uh, oikos group uh, kind of in place with being involved. What do you mean by oikos? When I say oikos group, group, oikos group is a group that you normally relate to around you in your Mm -hmm. environment kind of thing. And we were already involved with Special Olympics sports, with our daughter being having mm-hmm. special needs. And uh, we also are share living providers with an agency, HCRS in Springfield. Mm-hmm. So we have two men living with us uh, at this time. And we've always had someone living with us since 2002. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that all played into that, that, that uh, initial, Starting of the king 's table, mm-hmm. you know the, what God put on our hearts he 'd already kind of set in place with that, and the, our ministry experience of course all played in that, and as far as wanting to reach out to people as a whole mm-hmm. but uh, Carol has a has a background from a, in Arizona, she worked with uh, those with physical disabilities, intellectual, emotional disabilities, physical challenges mm-hmm. for many years, and I had a counseling background when I was uh, uh, in Arizona, and uh, I have a degree, a master's degree in counseling, and that all played in, in, in together to work towards a ministry called the King's Table. Hmm. So,
0: so like, so you had a lot of natural gifts that were already there, things that you had already honed in the natural realm for life, for better way to put it, and God somehow took your natural skills and put a supernatural twist on it. Yes, you <laughs> can say that. Yes, mm-hmm. you could. Yes. Uh, yeah. other thing anything as far as what you've sensed as far as direction how you know do, do you feel like this was the way God was kind of always leading or do you feel like at any point that things kind of I think felt like there was a shift
2: different seasons in your life mm-hmm. and um, God did a lot of preparation mm-hmm. in us you know to bring us to this place Um Through uh, just growing in our walk as a Christian and going to Christ for the Nations and being in the inner city. And we also minister to people of other cultures uh, in northern Arizona. I used to go out and travel on the reservations and work with people setting up programs for preschoolers that had Mm -hmm. disabilities. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. just all of the things that God has done in our past has Mm -hmm. prepared us Mm -hmm. for what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't that we were moving to Vermont expecting to do this, mm-hmm. but God's ordered our mm-hmm. steps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we're just willing to go wherever he leads.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're involved in a church, and um, my understanding is you're actually pastors mm-hmm. at Life Fellowship. Yes. Uh, yes. Actually we have a similar connection there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but... Uh, is that primarily where the people are coming from that, that you find at the King's Hill? I mean, were these just people that were at life that just kind of, you, you saw the need there and it's just kind of that that's all there is? Or is there something more to it? Is there a bigger coverage area?
1: Well, there's, it's, it covers uh, quite prior area around uh, Vermont and New Hampshire. There's quite a few communities. I'd say, how many, 17? 12 towns. 12, 12 towns that we, that people are coming from to the King's table, mm-hmm. and we wanted to st- we wanted to focus our ministry in Springfield, Vermont, because mm-hmm. the, there's two agencies there mm-hmm. that serve a lot of adults with disabilities. So we wanted to stay there as our home base, but but we're open to anyone from the area to come. And it's like you said before, it's a unique ministry that we don't find other in other places, mm-hmm. but we would love to see that. Uh, connect with other ministries uh, that we can grow from and also be a blessing to
0: yes well. well it seems to be a population in so many churches have been brought up in the church myself and many across many different denominational lines um, and it's not that we ignore them I think a lot of times it's just because of ignorance that we don't know how to minister but this is a population mm-hmm. that very many times gets overlooked I was going to say it's actually probably one of the most unreached Unreached populations in New England. Um,
2: Liz Babbitt from Johnny and Friends New England um, travels around and sets up networking groups uh, for churches and Mm. has heard story after story not only of how churches are not serving people with disabilities, but how churches actually ask people with disabilities to leave and not come back. So there's a wow. certain amount of rejection <laughs> and it is hard to believe, to believe for us I mean because mm-hmm. our heart is just so in tune with what how great the need is and how wonderful mm-hmm. these people are. Yeah. you know so it's hard for us to even mm-hmm. conceive of a church asking a person with a disability not to mm-hmm. come back or for their families not to return. But I was going to say uh, related to the question you were asking before, When we first started out, we only advertised in the newspaper one time. And we had a man that came and brought one person. And we have never advertised since that time. Mm -hmm. The ministry has just grown by word of mouth. Uh, And people do come from uh, long distances. We have people that come from Rutland and even somebody that comes from Concord and Washington, Vermont, and just... long distances, but it's because there's not something like this available.
0: So for, for those that, cause like I said, we you know, have a lot of people from a lot of other states, I know that tune into the program, um, from where you're located, how what, what what is the radius that you are currently reaching out for? Uh, you know the, where you have people coming from. I don't believe really I say that you're reaching out to because, like you said, you haven't really advertised. It's right. The, but the word's yes. gotten out there. So where are you drawing? What 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 are the furthest reaches as far as from your central location? Probably say, okay.
2: Concord, New Hampshire, oh, from yeah, Springfield. Hundred miles
0: radius, around. right? Which would be uh, probably about a hundred yep. miles, yeah.
2: And uh, Rutland, Vermont, Rutland, Washington, so like, yeah. New Hampshire. miles. And, you know, so they which right there maybe goes, an hour and a half. Which right the there goes starts.
0: to tell you, and, and it's just mind-blowing, that there would be that kind of a need that people would be willing to drive. Because you meet how often?
2: Twice a month. Twice a, Twice a month. month. Twice a month. Mm-hmm. You've
0: got people driving upwards of 100 miles one way mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. come to this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then 100 miles back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And in addition, I mean to the, that, the hunger
0: that people have for this is is phenomenal.
2: In addition to that, the people who come can't drive, so there's actually there's only one participant in the King's Table who has mm-hmm. a driver's has license, license and drives a car. Yeah. So wow. it means that all the people yeah. who attend have to have somebody to bring them. Mm. And um, so yes. so that again takes a lot of commitment. And there's like four different agencies that serve the people in the King's Table. There's Mm -hmm. like Pathways in New Hampshire and HCRS and Lincoln Street in Vermont Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, Specialized Care Center, which is uh, located in another part of the state in Vermont, Mm -hmm. and then Easter Seals in Concord. And so these agencies... Are, some of them are providing transportation for people to come to the King's yeah. Table. These are not even Christian organizations. Yeah. These are agencies that serve them mm-hmm. or parents that bring them or caregivers that bring them mm-hmm. or people some so of our space. volunteers actually right. um, give people rides in vans. <laughs> yeah. We have one person that brings like seven people. So tell mm-hmm. us
0: a little bit more about that because like you said and I think that this is huge. Um, a lot of things about this is huge. But this is really because I haven't been involved, not just as a pastor, but also haven't worked in mental health uh, for mm-hmm. about 25 years uh, mm-hmm. in different levels. Um, the, the whole human service agencies is very humanistic. You yes, know. it is. is not, yes. It is not only mm-hmm. not Christian in its approach. It's actually on many levels is anti-Christian. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about the fact you're having the, some, some organizations that some people would probably call humanistic embracing this. What, have you received any kind of verbal responses other than them just bringing people? What, what's the general um, consensus out there th- uh, through these other agencies?
1: Well, one thing is that the agency that we serve, HCRS in Springfield, mm-hmm. God has given us favor. Part of it is because we've been SLPs, or shared living providers, for so many years, Mm -hmm. and we've been stable in that, Mm -hmm. and also we've been involved with Special Olympics and those type of things, that God has given us favor as far as being able to go there and sing Christmas carols, and God has opened the door for us to share Mm -hmm. the good news through the Christmas carols. Uh, We can't be too Christian, quote, Mm-hmm. Th- there they tell us that you know that we're not too, we're re- not too, too religious yeah. Yeah. but we can share the love of God and, uh, and also of course pray for those we see
0: mm-hmm. <coughs> what, what do you attribute to this response
2: I think that it is because we built relationship because we like mm-hmm. Mike said we've yeah. been shared living <coughs> providers for almost 18 years now with HCRS and they know that we're sincere about the service that we're providing to the people that live with us mm-hmm. and we try to do a good job and they respect that and the people who bring individuals to the king's table from the agencies are respecting the rights of the participants because their philosophy is that their rights need to be honored and respected and that mm-hmm. that should be on the top of the agenda and so when the when the people they're serving say today is the day for me to go out, and I want to go to the King's Table, they're honoring that. Mm. And they're bringing them, they're giving them rides. And so, as a result of that, we have a lot of participants in the King's Table who are paid staff by the agencies who are also hearing the good news. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's just great. Which is amazing. It it is. is. But but really, they've been really supportive. I mean, we even had a prom in 2016 in HCRS paid five hundred dollars to rent the tables for the prom. Mm -hmm. And you know, they've just really been, and we've even met with the agency over some issues with one of the participants, Mm -hmm. and one of the therapists there said, this is a great opportunity for people to come together and socialize. Mm -hmm. They may not be looking at it necessarily from a Christian point of view, Mm -hmm. but from their point of view, you've got all these people coming together from different agencies who have similar Mm -hmm. needs, that can develop relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of opportunities like that right. in the community.
0: Yeah, yeah. and you had something I think is so, um, again, I, th- I think so many times we do not spend enough time focusing on the church. You know, we we like to focus on, well, we're here because of prayer. And I don't want to undermine or underestimate the importance of that. It's the most important piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. is prayer. I Mm -hmm. I don't think you've had this favor apart from prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, um, Mm -hmm. I think the, the said equally strong component that we too many times don't look at is that relational component? It, it's mm-hmm. the fact that they got to know you as people. It, um, they saw your it's heart true. not only yeah. towards this population; they saw mm-hmm. your heart towards the organization as a whole. By how, because I said you were part of that organization, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you must have had some credibility within that organization. They saw something of your character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on an ongoing basis that opened them up to be able to receive mm-hmm. some of this. And I think that too many times we want a uh, a quick approach, you want a microwave approach, that I just need to be able to go in and just find that person a piece and I'll just have that that in, but mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a lot of <coughs> tilling soil um, o- over a long That's period right. of time right. before you will actually get some of those open doors. Yes. And so not for us as people, not to underestimate the importance of that, I think it is crucial. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me a little bit? Because uh, we talked about the King's Table. We know you meet. You now you meet on Wednesdays usually. At mm-hmm. what time? One uh, thirty to three. M- the first and third Wednesdays of the month. Okay, so first and third Wednesdays uh, every month, regardless if it's a five-week month or well, right. starting from
1: October to June. And uh-huh. We have a summer break, and then we start up again in the fall.
0: Yeah, and it's so <coughs> we'll still have a few months to get in before the <laughs> the summer break. Okay. <laughs> yes. And it's, it seems to work out well because
1: otherwise, you know, if we had a typical Sunday service, we wouldn't be able to reach the people that we're reaching now for the most part because they have direct service providers or, or caregivers that, that bring them to the meetings, like Carol was saying earlier, that they wouldn't come on Sunday to, you know, a service. Right. So we feel like that is a good time. And yet the volunteers that we have have been so faithful and so good. Uh, they're not getting paid for that. They're, we're all a team. We all work together, and yet um, we're always we're praying for more volunteers. But uh, it's hard to get volunteers for that time of day because of everybody's working. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that we have volunteers or that are volunteers are older people like ourselves, either retired or you know in that age range where they're not. Having to work full time, mm-hmm. you know, be at a, at a job. So so that's one of the challenges that we, we pray that, uh, you know, we prayed about whether we needed to change the time, but really we came back to the time, that, to this, the fact that, that that is such a good time that we're reaching more people that way mm-hmm. with the staff, with the caregivers, with the, even the volunteers mm-hmm. who come from all different denominations mm-hmm. uh, Catholic, Congregational, Episcopal, Baptist. And it goes Foursquare, four <laughs> of course Foursquare, and it plays into four square's vision for interdenominational unity mm-hmm. in the body. So in that place, we are really uh, in, a right, in a good place, you know, mm-hmm. to reach those and bring unity. In fact, that's our theme for this year: mm-hmm. is yeah. unity of purpose, unity of mind, will, and what's the other one? Heart, heart, <laughs> heart. That's the main one. <laughs> Heart, and those are, those are the themes that we have for this this year that we always uh, pray about before, and then we've got to mm-hmm. have that theme.
0: Some people would say, you've been, now you've been doing this for this many years, and this, and, and it's not to say that people are a burden. So th- I don't want people to hear that, but people would say that working with those that have disabilities, those that have special needs, is a very draining. I mean, if you look at the statistics um, in agencies and things, there's usually a very high turnover rate uh, because of the level of burnout that, that can take place um, mm-hmm. working with such a population.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't seem to be experiencing the burnout rate. <laughs>
2: That's in in your ministry.
1: he just seen us today. <laughs> I'm not
2: saying you don't get tired. Every ministry is a challenge. It doesn't matter what it is. Every when ministry, we lived in the inner city, you talk about burnout. In the inner That's city. a ministry that yeah. burns you out. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to tell you that ministry to people with disabilities is so exciting because you see people whose hearts are genuine Mm -hmm. when they say something it comes right straight from their heart Mm -hmm. you know in their mind right out of their mouth and you see people who love to Mm -hmm. pray you see people who love to worship Mm -hmm. you see people who are faithful and consistent Mm -hmm. what church doesn't want that you know I mean (laughs) we have people in our in our King's Table ministry who wanted to start a prayer ministry uh-huh. and uh, and they have. They've started a prayer ministry and it mm-hmm. goes on before we meet from 1 o'clock to one thirty. Mm-hmm. There's a group of people that show up early so mm-hmm. that they can pray together and seek God and pray for needs. Yeah. They come running in the door. When are we going to pray? And they go in the mm-hmm. prayer room, which actually is a storage closet (laughs) (laughs) Uh and they're so excited because they have that opportunity to cry out prayer closet so that's the thing that that prevents burnout Mm -hmm. because when you see people's lives changing and -hmm. you see them growing and you see their commitment and their sincerity um, you see their tears Mm -hmm. they they pour out their hearts when they have Issues that they're facing, like Mm -hmm. somebody died in their family or Mm -hmm. they lost their girlfriend, you know, Mm -hmm. or they can't find a job. They have a place where they can go and come together with others who will pray with them and agree with them and support them and encourage them. Mm -hmm. Because people in the King's Table have the same needs as everybody else. And it often goes overlooked, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like they just don't. So they aren't it. taken seriously, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and,
1: it, and the name of our prayer group is the Prayer Warriors, and that came from a member of the King's Table. That, that It's really driven by the members of the King's Table, mm-hmm. not so much by the volunteers, although Casey Strand is, is working with them uh, facilitating the prayer mm-hmm. group. But it's amazing, the testimonies that we hear, too, mm-hmm. the answered prayer, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I know it was a pleasure pleasure for me, uh, this last uh, meeting that you guys had, to be able to be there. And I was actually there to help out with a couple of other things, but I was also there with a secondary motive to be able to kind of go behind the scenes and um, talk with, to, just to kind of do a little investigative reporting, if you will, for a moment. <laughs> um, but I talked with because uh, it it was very encouraging to walk in and see how many people were just there, like I said, early, you know. And I'm, not, I'm talking an hour early, <laughs> yes. b- before things started, just <laughs> hanging out and just being <laughs> being with one another and loving it. But it's yeah. not just the, the those that you're ministering to. It was talking with those that are working there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: people that I know that have been working with you guys for a number of years now that by now should be starting to show signs of real burnout.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And every single one of them, all I heard was how fulfilling this ministry is. And that. in some ways, they, and though these words weren't used directly, it was in everything they had to share that, in a lot of ways, they feel like they get more out of it than (laughs) what they are pouring into it. And again, not that it doesn't have its hard times. It will. Like I said, every ministry will. Um, But... When you're doing things that God wants you to do, it has a way of energizing you versus burning you out, it's which is I giving. think the key. It is, yes, it is. And uh, so, what does a general for for those that maybe have never been to the King's Table? What's the general outline um, of a typical day, a typical typical meetings?
1: Yeah. Well, the first thing is we first have the prayer group. We just talked about the prayer warriors mm-hmm. meet for a half hour of prayer. Then we open up the meeting with prayer. <laughs> well, we start with prayer, and we have- Good start. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> and then we have praise and worship, and we really want to use that time to teach our members to truly worship the Lord, to really learn to enter in his presence and, and express their worship in various ways. And so we have two, ver- two uh, worship teams, one from Vermont and one from New Hampshire. We're having a meeting this next Wednesday, and we talked about, um, I don't know if Carol touched on this, the um, Lampstand Story company is coming next Wednesday, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be videotaping our meeting and they're also coming to our home. They're doing a, um, all this to promote disability ministry, awareness, and it will be shown in Denver, Colorado, at the Four Square Convention this mm-hmm. May.
0: Yeah, which will have pastors from churches all over the world, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah,
1: it is amazing. So that um, um, in this ministry, that we have, uh, the meeting goes from, from the prayer and the worship to a teaching. We usually have a teaching or a theme, like I shared with you, there's a theme this year of unity. Mm-hmm. So we share scriptures, we share the word. We have skits sometimes. We have a lot of fun with those skits we get everybody going with those kids, And then we have puppets, too. We have a few puppets, uh, Buddy and Sugar, who uh, do the you know, memory scripture type things and other things as well. And then uh, we also, by the time the meeting's about over with, um, well, we do also special events, too. We go out, reach out. We've been to like Fellowship where we had... Um, Palm Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also gone to a church in Hubbardton, historic yeah. church, to do a presentation there. And so, but then by the time we have our meeting, it's about over with. We have snack time, which is always important too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody likes their snacks, and so we do that as a time of fellowship and connecting. But uh, I think that maybe may, a lot of people can see the. I can see the social connectedness of this having a meeting like this too because people are coming from all over and it gives them an opportunity to connect with each other at this time, not only for spiritual reasons but social because there's so much of a isolation isolated feeling living in New England, Vermont, New Hampshire where you're living in a small community and you feel like you know, kind of isolated from the rest of the world, mm-hmm. so to speak. Where this brings people together and it, it really mm-hmm. has served to to help them feel, do not feel not to feel lonely, but to develop relationships like mm-hmm. you're
0: talking about. It's very important. Yeah, So it almost sounds like to me, to kind of put it into strange verbiage, just the way my mind works, if a regular church service and vacation Bible school were to have a baby, King's Table would be what it would look like. It's kind of almost like a, in some ways, it's kind of almost like a vacation Bible school for adults. It is, yes. In some ways. It, it, it's 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 not just the fun of the games. It really is a very intense time. It really Absolutely. is a time of pressing into the presence of God like yes, you would with is. a normal church service. But That's it has some right. of these components, fun components, if you will, that help to really, as I said, build that um, social connect, um... So you're really feeding the body, the mind, and the spirit.
2: Yes. Yes. You know,
0: all three of them, really. That's true.
2: And one of the reasons that we use that approach with the King's Table is because we want the message that we're trying to deliver Mm -hmm. uh, to be presented in a way that can be understood. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, when we do our worship time, the songs that we use are shortened Mm -hmm. and the words are bigger because a lot of the people in the King's mm-hmm. Table have difficulty reading and some of them can't read at all. Mm-hmm. But um, we try to present everything in a way that everybody can really fully understand and participate in. Mm-hmm. So nice. every message, we try and make it, mm-hmm. just bring it alive mm-hmm. so that they really can get the re- what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm.
0: So Wednesdays is a big piece of the King's Table, but obviously Wednesdays isn't what it's all about either. You guys do a lot of other activities. You've kind of alluded to a couple of them um, throughout our discussion so far. But what other sorts of things do you guys do uh, with these guys?
2: So we like to get them out in the community um, Mm -hmm. as a group. Um, And so Christmas time, we usually do Christmas carols. We've done Christmas carols at a couple of nursing homes actually right out on the street in Springfield. And as mm-hmm. we were singing, people were waving and clapping and honking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we've gone to ACRS to sing Christmas carols, which has really been fun. We've done that uh, how many
1: times. Oh, uh, like three times? Three times? Three HCRS. times, ACRS.
2: Yeah. Uh, we've uh, done presentations at churches. We went to Hubberton, Vermont, and did a special presentation. And we did a Palm Sunday service at Life Fellowship. Uh, We've gone on day trips, field trips. We've gone Mm -hmm. to Clark's Trading Post Mm -hmm. up in the White Mountains and Mm -hmm. the Butterfly Museum in Massachusetts. And last year we went to Lake Winnipesaukee, uh, Mm -hmm. which was really fun for a rail and sail trip all day long. And in the summer, uh, we like to go to camp. Mm. And since we mm-hmm. started, we began by going to Johnny and Friends Camp. I don't know if you're familiar with Johnny Erickson Tada, mm-hmm. but she has a wonderful ministry for people mm-hmm. with disabilities and mm-hmm. runs mm-hmm. camps across the nation. Mm-hmm. And we joined yeah. that camp for several years until we outgrew it, and then we had to start our own. Yeah. So last. Uh, camp. We went to uh, Camp Spofford and did our own camp. And this year we're going to Pittsfield, Massachusetts to mm-hmm. Lakeside Christian Camp. And so we do try and do a lot out in the community with the mm-hmm. group that we have. Um, mm-hmm. Not just to keep it right there in that location. And we really encourage the members of the King's Table to reach out to their friends mm-hmm. and to the community around them because they have a lot of good things to, to share. Uh
0: uh-huh. And, so, and that brings up the other point. You, you've had a chance to really network with some real big ministries like Johnny and Friends. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Johnny and Friends is pretty very nationally well-known. If people have listened to Christian radio, mm-hmm. uh, you've probably heard Johnny on there. Um, We've met if her. We've met her. we If people ever watched the old Billy Graham Crusades, yeah. I remember her growing up a number of times. She was usually the one that he would have on the platform in a wheelchair. She did paintings with her mouth and yes. mm-hmm. things of that nature. Amazing. And so Amazing. she's been around for a while and um, but th- yeah the fact that you've had those connections o- over the years has been very helpful i think for you as well, well that, sure when we has. first
2: started the king's table we really wanted to try and find people who've already done something in this area mm-hmm. and uh, we had heard of johnny and friends okay. and so we contacted them uh they're in they have a main office in new hampshire And so we called, and they were so helpful. They encouraged us. They gave Mm -hmm. us materials when we first started. Mm -hmm. They invited us to come down for a day and visit their camp. So we had 11 of us went down there to visit the camp before we even started the Mm -hmm. King's Table. Mm -hmm. And just to be able to learn from them and to gain from their experiences. And so we've continued that relationship with them, and they're just really a blessing. Yeah. And also there's a networking group through Foursquare that is a special needs network mm-hmm. that just started last year. And what they're doing is trying to give people who, who have ministries to people with disabilities mm-hmm. an opportunity to be able to connect to with connect. each other, yeah. to be able to share resources mm-hmm. and encourage one another. Mm-hmm. And so this networking group... Um, has been instrumental in having the lampstand film company come out and film the king's table next week so that Mm -hmm. they can share it at the convention Mm -hmm. so we desperately would love to be in touch with anybody who has a ministry to individuals with disabilities because mm-hmm. we can really learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we like yeah, to have that right. opportunity to, yeah. to share.
0: Well, would you mind to sharing? Because like I said, there's good, there are probably people out there that would love to share some resources. There are probably other people that are tuning in. They're like, wow, this is starting to really um, prick something in their own hearts of something they maybe want to do uh, to maybe reach out mm-hmm. to their community. Uh, how can people get in touch with you guys um, to maybe share some of the information in or to get some information from you? What's the right. best way to do that?
1: Well, the way that I think would be the most practical would be to contact um, Life Fellowship mm-hmm. in Charlestown, New Hampshire. Um, after, or you can give if you want to give or just pray for our ministry or give. You can go to the website or, better yet, you can you can mail in uh, support if you're financial want to support us as a ministry mm-hmm. you can uh, send it to us uh, and just make it just send it to the church life fellowship to our, ho- our home church is life fellowship in Charlestown mm-hmm. you can send it to the life fellowship and just put in the memo line King's table ministry mm-hmm. and that would get it to us yes yeah. sure. and a question address
0: for the uh, for those that maybe life. are tuning in. if you do want to send that Uh, send some support in, or even just a letter of encouragement to these guys, Uh, the address would be Life Fellowship at 85 Wheeler Rand, R-A-N-D, Road, in Charlestown, New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. 03603. Again, Mm -hmm. 85 Wheeler Rand Road, Charlestown, New Hampshire, Mm 03603.
2: And I was going to say, if if people just want to talk to us about the ministry or share resources Mm -hmm. or would like any information that we can share with them, they're welcome to call us. Mm-hmm. Our number is 802-886-1396. Mm-hmm. Um, or email us, email which is a long, is email. A long email. It's Aquilla.
0: Can you spell Aquila?
2: A-Q-U-I-L-A <laughs> Priscilla, P-R-I-S-C-I-L-L-A, at... Vermontel. It's V E R M O N T E L dot net. So it's Aquila Priscilla at Vermontel dot net. Make sure Aquila, Aquila has one well. L, Priscilla so has two, two L's. L's. <laughs> as you, you know, Aquila and Priscilla are mentioned in the Bible as traveling with Paul. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> and our that's become names. our. our Second identity, Aquila yeah. and Priscilla. Here mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. yeah, and Aquila,
0: Priscilla has no underscore. It has no space. No, it's just no. one one long word. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. so get, do get in touch with them. If you're a telemarketer, don't. Right. Okay? Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but if you are genuinely wanting to learn more about that ministry or want information, please don't hesitate um, to contact them. I mean, what you guys are doing is absolutely phenomenal. It is so great. Um, we need more of these ministries across this nation and around the world mm-hmm. um, because it is amazing that as you said we too many times this population isn't just overlooked they are undervalued
2: absolutely and absolutely. We, you right.
0: know too many churches they look and they see the see them as a burden rather than seeing them as god's children just like you and i you That's know right. we are all his, right, (laughs) if we name the name of Christ. And we all have a soul and he wants to reach us and we need to get the message out no matter what culture you go to. And this is Missions 101, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever culture you go to, you have to speak the language of that culture. Mm -hmm. And you guys have found a way to do that effectively to reach this culture called special needs. It's not talking down to, it's talking their language. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we need to know more as the body of Christ of how to do that effectively. And it's just great that you guys are doing it, that you're really paving the way in many, many ways. And so we thank you guys for that.
1: Well, we are so thankful for the connections we have made mm-hmm. and with Pastor Dave and Cindy Grassle being pastors of Life Fellowship, as being very supportive of those with disabilities in our church at Life Fellowship, yeah. uh, giving them opportunities to serve uh, by taking offerings and just mm-hmm. supporting our ministry in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we are getting, financial support from Life Fellowship uh, for a small amount to help so help uh, with the cost of using the building at the United Methodist mm-hmm. Church. So Life Fellowship is supporting us in that way. Life on Maine with Pastor Tim has been supporting us, and uh, that's been a real great blessing to have that kind of support, to, to be able to provide for the resources that we need Right and uh, because we do, of course, we do have the shirts that we have here. Our members all wear, and volunteers. Mm-hmm. So we we that's a continual cost to pay for the shirts, and also we have action Bibles. Mm-hmm. Yep. And these are Bibles are given out to the members uh, when yep. they become a member. We give them a, a right. free action Bible, a free shirt. Yep. And so there's a lot of
0: other ministry costs that are involved that we re- that you could really use some funds there are. to help yes, um, yes. With, with fraying some of those costs because obviously this is a population that does not have a lot of money. You don't have that privilege privilege of taking offerings. So whatever you can do out there to help support them, would be great. I've been given the high sign from the window, and uh, so our amazing our hour is up already. It oh, always yes. does fly away. It's amazing, uh, it incredibly. Is amazing. Uh, we've been doing this for many years, and I'm still amazed how quick it goes. But again, we thank you for tuning into Heartline today. Please contact Mike and Carol if you have any questions. Uh, on behalf of Harold Noise, um, if you're in the Athens, Vermont area, they have their services every Sunday morning at 9:30 on the Lower Road, also known as Brookline Road in Athens, and uh, goes till about 11 o'clock. They have Sunday school to follow. Uh, They have also small groups that meet uh, various locations throughout the week please call the church office there and they will be happy uh, to get you plugged into any of those groups. But do come on out uh, for their services and enjoy a great time of the word and a great time in worship. And if you're in the Charlestown area, we invite you to come on out to Life on Main. We meet at the old St. Luke's Episcopal building at 176 to 188 Main Street in downtown Charlestown. Uh, We meet at uh, 11 o'clock, Sunday mornings, we do have coffee at 10 o'clock to make sure you're thoroughly awake for the message. And uh, <laughs> we have a great time of worship as well. Um, we also have small group we'd like to plug you into. And of course, uh, Life Fellowship that Mike and Carol go to meets uh, about four miles up the road from there at 85 Wheeler Rand Road. Uh, those services are at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. Also with small groups that happen during the week, you can call the office there at 603-826-3979 for more information. Again, we thank you so much for tuning into Heartline. Let your friends know about the show, um, and if they are outside our viewing area, direct them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash heartlineministries. And if you're viewing from outside the area, just drop us a little note there. Let us know where you're tuning in from uh, because we do like to keep a little map of where we're reaching and we also pray over those towns um, for God to really be able to make an impact there so again thank you so much may God bless you we want to thank you for tuning into today's broadcast we pray that it was beneficial for you be sure to tune in tomorrow for another episode of life on Maine you can learn more about our church by visiting our website at lifeonmain.org. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash main, where you can learn about upcoming events and find links to videos of these broadcasts and sermons. You can also view our sermons on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash main, with each of those words capitalized. Thanks for listening to Life on Main, and may God bless you.